Welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program, a production of Chosen People Ministries. On this program, you'll hear inspiring stories, learn about messianic apologetics, and discover God's plan for Israel and you. Now let's welcome our hosts, Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries, and Robert Walter, our New York Regional Director. Shalom and welcome to the Chosen People Radio Program. My name's Robert Walter, and this weekend, as we prepare our hearts and minds for Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, we want to continue our special series on the Fall Holy Days. And today, we're going to be explaining how you can use these holidays to reach Jewish people in your community, right where you are. So let's get started. So it's exciting to be here, and uh, it's the call to action that I'm going to focus on, if you don't mind. So how do we help ourselves and how do we help our brothers and sisters in the local body? How do we help everybody share the gospel, leveraging uh, the great truths of the, of the festivals? Well, basic, know, know the holidays and the dates. So if you don't know where you are in the Jewish calendar as a believer, then you're not going to be able to leverage the holidays in order to speak to your Jewish friend. You won't even be able to wish them a happy holiday because you won't know when it's the holiday. And so I think, look, I think there's a lot of advantages to understanding the, the five books of Moses and the entirety of what we call the Tanakh, the Hebrew scriptures. Uh, but I don't think it's, it's mandated for you. On the other hand, 2 Timothy 3.16, Paul said that all scripture, use the Greek word graphe, which refers to the Old Testament since there was no New Testament, that it is very useful for us in doctrine, teaching, training in righteousness, and so on. So whenever anybody says to me, do you think Christians are under the Old Testament? I said, well, they should certainly read it. Uh, but are they under it? Well, yes and no. Not under the covenant, because that was made with the Jewish people, but are they obligated to be obedient to God's word, whether it's in the Old or the New Covenant? Well, yes, of course. Does that mean every Christian should celebrate all the festivals? Can't hoit. <laughs> it's good for the kiddies. You know, it's, it's not a bad idea. And because they're visceral, they're tangible. You know, God gave these physical symbols to teach spiritual truth. Jesus told great stories about farming and about other very practical earthly matters in order to bridge to and leverage these truths to spiritual truths. So, you know, the holidays are great. And uh, so it's also important to know the holiday greetings. So welcome to Hebrew class. All right, so repeat after me. Shana Tova. Uh, you're learning Hebrew now. When Yeshua returns, you're going to be well ahead of the rest of your friends. So Shana Tova means Happy New Year or, or a good year. Now, should you say Shana Tova to a Jewish friend, even though you're a Gentile? Of course. Don't you like giving people surprises? <laughs> you know, that's a great way of relating, you know. You know, hey, hey, John or whatever the, Jack, you know, Shana Tova, number one. How did you know that? <laughs> number two, how did you know what was happening in the Jewish calendar? And it's, oh, it's so pleasantly shocking people in nice ways. It's, and, and again, no Jewish person is going to say, how dare you wish me a happy new year, okay? So it's a safe bet uh, uh, to do. It's not culturally intrusive. You won't be viewed a, a cultural imperialist. And then, Lashana Tova Tikatevu, a good year, may you be inscribed. And of course, uh, it, again, this is a reference to the books of life and death being opened in heaven, and then Jewish people having 10 days to make things right with God and with one another, and then we have a, a, a good year. 
Um, and, uh, and then Gemar Hatima Tova, may you be inscribed uh, for a good year in the Book of Life. So you can take your pick. And uh, so then you have to know what gifts to give. Are gifts important? Yes, they're signs of love, sensitivity. And uh, yes, you should give gifts, especially to me. And uh, <laughs> chosen people is always ready to accept your gifts. Your checks and your credit cards are really good, good <laughs> gifts. We, we like that, and you've been very generous. But, you know, there's nothing like some apples and honey. And uh, so do I recommend that you actually get a plate of apples and honey and give it to a Jewish friend? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it, it's fun to give gifts. It's, it's like Christmas comes in the fall. You know, I mean, you give gifts. Um, and you can also give honey cake. Again, honey, sweetness. We, the foods reflect our wishes for the year, a sweet year. Cards are always appropriate for wishing a Jewish person a happy new year. Any of you send your Jewish friends Hanukkah cards or, uh, you know, Rosh Hashanah cards or you can even do Passover cards. Cards are great. All right. David Toman, no cards. <laughs> you have to know. And please, no food. It's a fast day. All right. So, uh, but you can, you can give the greetings. May your name be inscribed. You can say those kinds of things. And never say Happy Yom Kippur. There are some holidays we celebrate and there are others we observe. So this is an observance. And uh, you can also say have an easy fast. And that's always a nice thing to say. And if they're not fasting, they'll tell you. Tabernacles. So if your friends sleep or eat meals in the sukkah booth, then you might bring them some fruit to help decorate their booths, commemorating the final harvest. And, uh, and you know, if, if you want to bring something in, make sure it's kosher. If, you know, because if they're in the booth, they probably prefer that. And, uh, and then, yeah, bring them a meal. It's always fun. Uh, can you invite yourself over into somebody else's sukkah booth? Yeah, pretty much. You can. In traditional Judaism, again, Sukkot is known as a harvest holiday, and Gentiles get included in one way or another into uh, this. Uh, you can also invite yourself over to a Passover Seder. Did you know that? You can. Because it's tradition to invite the stranger. Okay? And you just tell a Jewish friend, I'm pretty strange. Why don't, you, why don't you invite me in? Okay. But there is this tradition of inviting visitors into your sukkah booth. And uh, so you can get away with it. And it would be a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. Actually, a Jewish person would feel honored that you want to crash his party. So you can do it. Uh, so know what to give. And uh, you can always engage a Jewish friend about the holidays and say, how were your holidays? Uh, what did you learn from it? Uh, you know, I read the Bible a lot, which they already know about you. You know, I read the Bible a lot, and I've learned some really great lessons from the holidays, too. And your Jewish friend might say, well, what is it? And then you have an engagement. Then you have a common common bond. Uh, now, moving into the fall, the theme of the new year, Rosh Hashanah, is repentance. So the blowing of the shofar, the warning that the Day of Atonement is coming. And then the ten days of repentance and the books of life and death are opened in heaven. And uh, so it's very, very important to understand the theme. So 
Uh, may I encourage all of you to watch a new Chosen People Ministries video that we did on the Messiah and the Tabernacle. You can get it online. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So uh, it's important for you to understand the, the Jewish themes so that you can have a conversation, right? It's also important to know the critical gospel linkages between the themes. And so uh, Passover, that's the easy one, right? Points to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Remember, it was a type, intermittently fulfilled, and ultimately fulfilled. And then unleavened bread points to his sinless nature. You never know. You might get in. The Jewish person might say, well, what does it mean to you? And then you can tell them. First fruit, 1 Corinthians 5, 15, 20, points to his resurrection. Pentecost points to the coming of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, from the book of Acts, that uh, the Spirit fell upon the Jewish people, and they proclaimed the gospel. And the, the, the interesting thing is the resurrection was the first fruit, right? The coming of the Spirit is sort of the fullness of it. And a lot of us like to see the day of Pentecost, of Shavuot, as the birthday of the church. It's the day when Jewish people believe the Torah was given. So it was a very appropriate day for God to send this new message to Jewish people who gathered from all over the diaspora and they heard it in their own language. There's a lot more to that one, too, but no time. So New Year's points to our repentance from sin in Jewish mindset. The Day of Atonement points to Jesus' atonement by shedding his blood at Calvary. Not to your Jewish friend, but to you. But you might have the opportunity to say that to your Jewish friend. And Tabernacles points to the incarnation. Uh, he dwelled among us. It's the Greek word, which means uh, a booth or dwelling uh, in John points to the incarnation and the inclusion of the Gentiles in God's promises and the second coming when the Jewish people look to the one who was pierced, which when we preach from that passage, we can see it, you know, and there's nothing like it. If you've not been to Israel, it will transform your understanding of Scripture. So, go soon. Uh, some additional suggestions from my end. Watch Messianic videos. <laughs> if you go to a local church or even if you're a pastor, do some pulpit exchange. And uh, have them visit you, the pastor of a local congregation, and, and lead your church in celebrating a Jewish holiday. That will be so enriching to your church members, and it will be equipping. So it's enriching and equipping, because then that enables your uh, brothers and sisters to speak to Jewish people. Build some friendships with the Jewish community on neutral, cultural, or educational territory. Uh, that's a really good thing to do. Find some common social or local uh, causes. We're finding that that is really going well. A lot of Jewish people, a lot of younger Jewish people are concerned about social justice. We're concerned about biblical justice. Did I make an egg? Was that a nice nuance for you? Okay. And so we're concerned about biblical justice. Sometimes they dovetail. And when they do, you have common cause. And so we've now found that to work quite well. We're working together. Uh, then praying, of course, is the most important thing. And bring in a Jewish mission speaker to your church for presentations and trainings. And then the ultimate in a gospel track to the Jewish people in your community, your marquee. <laughs> so you can use your marquee to wish the Jewish people happy holidays. And you can do an appropriate message for the holiday. So I like to have an easy fast on the Day of Atonement. You do that, it's going to change the dynamic between your church and the local rabbi and synagogue because they're not going to believe that you did that. 
And, and it's a very, again, it's a very loving thing to do. It's a very kind thing to do. It's not intrusive. It's not intrusive. Uh, it's a very loving, a very kind thing to do. So there's a lot of ways that we can leverage our understanding of the festivals and of Jewish life and culture in order to have an appropriate, sensitive conversation with Jewish friends and loved ones. Understanding the purpose and traditions of the biblical feasts will give you a deeper appreciation for God, the history and heritage of our faith, and the gift of Jesus' death. And in the book, The Fall Feasts of Israel, you'll learn more about the fall festivals and why they are so important in the lives of believers all around the world. Learn more about the themes of this special set-apart season as you gain insights into the Jewish history and culture of our faith. The book is free and available for you right now when you go online to chosenpeople.com radio. That's chosenpeople.com radio. Or request the book, The Fall Feast of Israel by Mitch and Zahava Glazer when you call 888-2-YESHUA. That number again is 888-293-7482. Thanks for reaching out today. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Shalom, dear friends. This is Mitch Glazer again from Chosen People Ministries. I want to tell you about a new program that we have for outreach that every Christian can be involved in. If you love the Jewish people, then you're going to love this program because it's going to give you the opportunity to share directly with Jewish people who will be staying in your home. That's right. You will be the host because we have started a program called hostisraelis.com. There's a cultural phenomena in Israel. Young people go into the army and get out when they're usually about 22, sometimes a little younger, sometimes a little older. And after they get out of the army, they travel. And they love traveling to very different places all over the globe, from Latin America to Asia to North America. And so we started hostisraelis.com. That's a website where you can go and find out more about how to host Israelis in your home. And it's wonderful because we have training. uh, We have opportunities for you to list your home. And I'm sure you'll find a lot of information available so that you can host an Israeli traveling through the United States and show them the love of Jesus uh, through the way you speak with them, through your hospitality. Uh, You might even feed them once in a while or help them see the sights around your home. You're gonna have a wonderful opportunity to love on these Israeli young people through hostisraelis.com. To walk in the ways of the Savior is at the heart of everything we do. And when we connect with his culture and the things he holds dear, we realize the past, present, and prophetic impact of Leviticus 23. And if you're interested in learning more about the biblical feasts and getting connected to the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, then ask how you or your church can book a Chosen People ministry speaker today. Our staff would love to speak with you or your pastor about how we can serve the Lord and the Jewish people together. Once again, you can book a speaker for the holidays when you go online to chosenpeople.com slash radio. That's chosenpeople.com slash radio. Or learn more when you call us. Our friendly team members would love to hear from you. And you can call us at 888-293-7482. Lashana Tova, wishing you a good and pleasant year. 
We look forward to hearing from you soon. At the heart of the Fall Feasts of Israel is what many consider to be the holiest day of the year on the Hebrew calendar, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. It is a day when Jewish people around the world stop what they're doing and head to the synagogue to fast and pray. The traditional Jewish understanding of Yom Kippur that has developed throughout the ages is really quite interesting. Tradition says that God opens the Book of Life on Rosh Hashanah and then this triggers a time of repentance and seeking forgiveness during the 10 days leading up to Yom Kippur. When Yom Kippur comes to an end, God then closes the book. And if you have done what is right and have repented for your sins up to that point, then you are found righteous. Your fate is sealed and your name is written in the book of life, at least for the next year. While this tradition causes us to consider weighty matters such as judgment, righteousness, repentance, and forgiveness, some aspects of its observance fall short of how the Bible describes Yom Kippur. The book of Leviticus mentions Yom Kippur three times. In chapter 23, it is described along with the rest of the annual holidays. And it's here where we find the command to afflict your souls on this day. In chapter 25, we learn that the year of Jubilee begins on Yom Kippur. First, we find one man, one unique individual, the High Priest, making atonement for the entire nation of Israel. This was the one day of the entire year when the High Priest would remove his majestic, ornate priestly clothes, which included the breastplate of righteousness and clothing made of fine, colorful materials and he would then put on humble, all-white linen garments and then prepare himself to enter the holiest place on earth, the Holy of Holies. And he would not go in empty-handed. There were two male goats involved in the ritual. One goat was sacrificed on the altar and the high priest would take its blood into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle it onto the mercy seat, which sat on top of the Ark of the Covenant. The other goats was called the Azazel, or the scapegoat. The high priest would lay his hands upon the head of the animal and confess the sins of the entire nation of Israel, transferring them onto the goat. The goat would then be taken out and released deep into the desert wilderness, a place that signified death and desolation. At the conclusion of all of this, the high priest would come out lift his hands to bless the entire nation as their sins were forgiven. Now there's something both beautiful and tragic about this. What is tragic about it is that without a temple and the Holy of Holies, it is not possible for Israel to observe these commands and rituals on Yom Kippur today. However, there is beauty in how Yom Kippur points to Yeshua, Jesus, the Messiah and how people today, Jewish and Gentile, can have atonement through the ministry of this one special individual. The New Testament letter to the Hebrews helps us understand this truth. The author of Hebrews commonly refers to Jesus as our high priest. And in Hebrews 9:11, we read, but when Messiah appeared as a high priest of the good things to come, 
He entered through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation. Here the author presents Jesus to us as our high priest, who entered into the heavenly tabernacle, which may be what Moses saw in Exodus 25:40. Hebrews 9:12 continues, and not through the blood of goats and calves, but through his own blood, he entered the holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. So not only is Jesus our high priest, but he is also our sacrifice. Yeshua set his majesty aside. He put on the humble garments of humanity and laid down his life as he bore our sins. He shed his blood for our forgiveness, and he has entered into the holy presence of God to obtain eternal redemption, atonement for all who trust in him. So as Yom Kippur comes this year, let us take time to pause from our regular day-to-day -day life and reflect on all that God has done so that Jewish and Gentile people can have atonement and peace with God through Israel's Messiah and our great High Priest, Jesus. From humble beginnings in Brooklyn, New York, to serving in 18 countries across the globe, Chosen People Ministries exists to share the knowledge of Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, with God's chosen people. Our outreach programs include evangelism and discipleship, messianic centers and congregations, and equipping local churches for Jewish evangelism. If you have a heart to reach the Jewish people in your community with the love of Messiah, connect with us today. You'll find us online at chosenpeople.com slash radio. You're listening to The Chosen People, which is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, we're in the biblical season known as the Fall Feasts, and in a book that's written by our very own Mitch and Zahava Glazer, titled The Fall Feasts of Israel, the three biblical festivals of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot are examined in depth. And we're inviting you to go on a journey with Mitch and Zahava as they share the biblical roots of these feast days, the celebration of these days in the time of the Messiah, and how this specially set-apart season is celebrated by Jewish people today. This book is an invaluable guide designed to help you understand the biblical and spiritual significance as a believer in Messiah. The fall feasts are unique among the appointed times of the Lord, called Moedim, because the lessons they teach form a natural progression of thought from the Feast of Trumpets, which teaches repentance, to the Day of Atonement, which focuses on redemption, and the Feast of Tabernacles that talks about the good result of rejoicing. And you can request your free book by visiting us online at chosenpeople.com radio. That's a free copy of the Moody Press edition of the Fall Feasts of Israel by going to chosenpeople.com slash radio. You can also ask for the book by writing to us at Chosen People Ministries, 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. Or you can ask for the Fall Feasts of Israel when you call us at 888-293-7482. And when you connect with us today, please don't forget to let us know where and how you're listening to this program. And now let's wrap up today's program with the ironic benediction. Yivarechecha Adonai V'yishmarecha 
Yair panavelecha bichuneka. Yisa Adonai panavelecha v'yasem lecha shalom. V'yasem lecha shalom. V'yasem lecha shalom. V'yasem lecha May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace.